God be praised. A report on those that was taken out. Uh, Miss Joyce's blood pressure is up. It's coming down. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Sister Debbie is coming along. There is not a need right now to call the paramedics. Amen. So let's give God some praise. Let's, let's give God some praise. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you for watching after your people. Thank you right now for what we see you doing right now. Hallelujah. 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 Today we're on the 15th sermon of Deconstructing Idols so that we may see the resurrected living Christ rise up in our personal lives. Everything about Christ is relevant to your living. We just don't know it. One of the things we have done, I'm not going to read the scripture. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and preach. Amen. I refer back to it. Amen. You can put it up on the screen. Our identity of how we see ourselves is really caught up on how we see Christ. The truth of the matter is, what gave Paul the motivation? What gave Paul the power? What gave Paul to become the man that he is in Christianity? You know, the, 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 our hero is that he saw who he was created to be in Christ. Turn to your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you're powerful. You're more powerful than what you can imagine in Christ. You're glorious. Oh, you glorious. Oh, you glorious in Christ. Those are words of affirmation, but they're true. The problem is the devil has done a head job on all of us. And many of us Listen, save, but still living by what the devil has done, said in our lives. If we could ever see who we are in Christ, the small stuff that bother us wouldn't bother us no more. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all not clapping loud enough. If we ever got a glimpse of who you are in Christ, listen, right now, right now, the devil wouldn't be able to steal your peace so easily. When you know he's sovereign, when you know you're in his hands, when you know 
He's in control. When you know he hears your cry, it's a game changer. The devil can talk smack all he wants to, and you will look up and say, but I know in whom I believe, and it changes everything. You'll hear Paul talking about religion. He's talking about getting deeper in Christ. He said, based on what I saw, anything, everything that this world got to offer that is under the control of Satan, it can't compare. And when he saw Christ, he saw who he was meant to be, who he was chosen to be, who he was called to be in Christ Jesus. How can I say that? I was talking to somebody this week, and this is what they said to me. They, they said, I am now at the place where I am in awe. I'm intrigued. I'm enchanted. I'm bewildered. By what I see in him. They said, based on that, in my situation, that is not what I want it to be, I'm satisfied. <laughs> if God don't change anything, because I see more of him, in my relationship with him, he said, it's all right. Uh, so, so, somebody know what I'm talking about. So others don't have a clue what I'm talking about. But, 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 but once you taste and see that the Lord is good, once you set your eyes on him, listen, he said, he said looking on to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. And what he's saying is, turn your head away from all the distractions. Can I say this? Well, I'm going to say it if I can say it. If you don't want me to say it, I'm still going to say it. <laughs> our problem inwardly begin when we're not looking at him. Whenever we are distracted by situations, distracted by, pro, distracted by people, all the worry, all the fear, all the... Because that is his job to to distract. And how can I say this? A lot of us can't serve God because we're too busy chasing stuff. Chasing stuff that doesn't satisfy. The world is in a chase and the chase is deception because God says, I made you for me. I'm the one who created you. And the only way that you are going to fulfill and 
be, who I called you to be, is that you find it in me. But you know, that, that sounds so simple, but that's such a challenge. If you wake up in the morning, trouble. And if it's not in the morning, wait till the afternoon, trouble. If it don't hit you, if it don't hit you after by evening, something's wrong. And we expect the world to be heaven. We're not in heaven yet. This is the stretching and the testing of your faith in God, which simply means are we trusting him with whatever being thrown at us? Are we learning to trust his character, his love, that, that he has in mind the best for us? Or are we being distracted by everything else? I hate to say this, but I got to say this. All of us is in a test how much we love him. I'm not saying us completely say, I love him so much. I love, no, I'm talking about when, when, when the fan, when, the, when, when, when all hell break loose. I, I, I'm talking about when that temptation comes just the way you like it. I'm talking about. <laughs> when that person gets on your last nerve and you are getting ready to. If I haven't came down your lane, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and as we grow in him, this is what Paul discovered. He became more complete. He became more... Part of what happened is, is that God's trying to get us back before the fall. In the fall, they were complete in Christ. They, they were naked and not ashamed. And not only were they in each other's eyes, they were in God's eyes. And they stood in his presence because they knew that they reflected him perfectly. They were spiritual beings that had a soul that was in a body, and, and they was walking with God, talking with God. They was communicating. God was downloaded into their spirit, and they were spirit-moved, spirit-taught. God, God looked at them, and he saw himself in them. That's really what it means being in the image of God. God said, I place my spirit in you. But he told them the day that you sin, you would die. They did not die physically, but they died spiritually, and they lost the image that they was created in. And they leave a place, that the Garden of Eden, which means pleasure. And they walked out into the wilderness trying to find their own way trying to find what they lost. What are you chasing trying to find what we lost? 
I, I, I got to testify. I chased a lot of things and never found it. I, I hope you're not chasing the wrong thing because all that leads to is misery, fear, emptiness. And, and if we're not careful, we get mad at God and say it's God's fault. Jesus comes and he says in John uh, 10 and 9, he said, he said, I am the door. I am the shepherd. He said, if you come to me, I will lead you and I will feed you. I give you pastures that you will feed on. And with that feeding, he said, I teach you in now your born again spirit who you are. I, I have placed my spirit in you, but I got to teach you how to walk more in the spirit than in the flesh. The, the way you used to walk isn't the way you should continue to walk. There's something new because I now have placed my kingdom in you and my principles work if you work on it. How can you explain Paul in his prison? And here he is writing the book of Philippians and he's being more personal than any other book he wrote. He is showing us his heart. You, you look at, you look at, I, I gave y'all some of the trouble we went through, but let me give you some of the things that got accomplished with an anointing on him. Paul lifts someone up from the dead. At one point, God was doing such special miracles, they would take handkerchiefs and aprons, and the anointing was so strong on him, if it touched his skin, they take the apron or the handkerchief and touch somebody and they would get healed. He would tell demons leaving, they would have to leave. Listen, listen, listen. It was under the anointing because Paul got a glimpse of who he is in Christ Jesus. And watch it. And if we ever, oh, if you ever want to talk about being somebody, We'll talk about being significant. We'll talk about power. It, watch, watch. When, when you know how much he loves you, you know your prayer got power. I, I'm going to say this. Y'all probably going to say, y'all don't need me to pray when you haven't prayed. <laughs> You pray first, then ask me to pray that our prayers together is stronger than my prayer by itself. That's power when you open up your mouth. That's power if you begin to know that you can walk into the throne room of your father and you can say, I'm your child. You're my father. Hear my cry. But the devil got most of us so low thinking. And that is not what God has for you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says, he says, he says, you have already been blessed with all spiritual blessings 
and heavenly. We'll come back to the other one, the Ephesians 2. He said, but you have already been blessed. He said, I have already given it to you. It's already yours. You don't have to ask for it. It's already yours. Now, ask how to walk in it. Ask how to trust him for it. But, but he said, he said, he said you, you're not even scratching the surface of what I have already given to your account. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Ten, ten. And what he's saying is, I came to keep you low. To keep you down. And every voice in your past, every incident in your past that did damage of your thinking of who you are, that was of the devil. And his strategy was to, to keep a tag on you. One of the things I had to do that God did, I'm still doing it, I had to take tags off of me. Of what I believed about me, of what I thought about me that didn't belong to me. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. Somebody didn't hear that. Listen, listen, listen. It, it, it wasn't me. Thought I was a dummy, thought, guess what? Hated myself, self hatred. I had tags that, that in God working in Ephesians began to take off. The tags that the devil been calling me all of my life. Some of them I don't even know where they came from. Some of them I, I, I had all my life. And, and, and God had to tell me, you're not that. I did not call you that. I didn't make you that. Why are you believing the devil more than you believe in me? Behind Paul being the enemy of the church was him trying to make himself something. <laughs> Some scholar says that, that Saul, which he had his name as Saul, that it means big. When he changed it to Paul, it means small. Let me explain. When you're in the world and you don't have Christ, you try to make yourself big. Feel significant. I'm somebody. And when you put other people down, you think it make you feel big. It's amazing the stuff we do to make ourselves be significant. Big. And, and, God, and God said, huh? you don't need all that mess. Don't you know who you are? So I got my name on you. <laughs> I got my hand on you. You got favor. You are anointed with my spirit. You are precious in my sight. You know what? What God says to us ought to be more important than anybody else says to us. 
because of who he is. He's the creator of all the earth. And one of the things that, 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 that we have to learn to do is just walk around saying who God says we are. Not to make yourself more important than anybody else, but you ain't less than anybody else either. Change your perspective. Change your paradigm. So now what happens is, when I read through the Bible, I say, okay, this is a promise to his children. That's mine. That's mine. Read another one. Oh, there's a, so, I, so, so, so you will give perfect peace to anyone who mine is stayed on you. Oh, did y'all hear that? Regardless of the circumstance, regardless of what the world's going on, because I know my God is sovereign, and I know he cares for me, this peace is mine. Now I said, but I got a responsibility to set my eyes on him and keep my eyes. Paul in prison, and he talked about how much joy he got. Some of us got it made, and we still don't got no joy. Because joy is not based on your outward circumstances. Talking to somebody else, and, and they said, man, I used to have to take a drink of liquor every night to go to sleep. I ain't putting no names, but I'm, I'm sure they're not the only one. <laughs> then they said, the Lord came to us and said, why are you using that when all you have to do is depend on me? What is it we haven't tried him for that he said he's enough? What is it we just haven't we just haven't done it. We just haven't asked him. We just haven't sincerely went to him. I think one of the hardest things is to give up the towel of control. When, when, when we think we got it, and God is trying to tell us to hang it up, the hardest thing in the world it's, 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 the, it's the hang it now. Now, we may put it there, but notice I still got one hand on it. That, that if he start taking me somewhere where I don't like, I can take it back. And what happens is God says, since you got it, you handle it. You can't ask God to take it. And you still got it in your hand. We go to prayer and we put it there, but when we get up from prayer, we take it right back. What that says is two things. One, we think too highly of ourselves. Two, we think too small of him. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is a mighty God. Our God is so big 
that even when you don't understand, leave it there. Even when, even when you got to go through, leave it there. Whenever the devil start talking, tell him the same God that died on the cross and got up with all power in his hands, the same God that already kicked your butt is the same God that fights my battle, that watches over me, that sees about me. That's who I have put my life in. Did you know if things get too hard, God will send a special messenger to see about you? Here Paul is on a ship and they're in the storm. And it looked like there was no way out. And in the middle of a night, God dispatched an angel to tell Paul, Paul, didn't I tell you that you're going to get to Rome? Therefore, tell them not to leave the ship. Because if they leave the ship, they're going to die. But if they stay on the ship, nobody's going to get lost. And Paul's heart was encouraged. Won't God show up right on time with a confirmation that he got you, that he's for you, that he's working it out. Just hold on. Hold on and see what the end's going to be. But my brother and sister, how are we? And I got to answer this for myself. How am I doing in my faith fight? How much time I got? Okay, I got a little bad time. Somebody said, don't worry about it. <laughs> you got to have a vision of where God is taking you. Part of our problem is we have no godly vision. Proverbs 29 says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But really what it means they cast off all restraints. What should hold us in check is that you are afraid of missing the blessing. I'm not even talking about heaven right now. I'm talking about what David said. He said, if I had not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have, I would have acted wild. I would have got my wild on. But what's holding me, what he promised me, is better than anything this old world could offer. I'm not talking about heaven. He said that I got some promises down here. I, I, I got some things that he has given me down here. I got some expectations in my future. I got my eyes on the prize of what he showed me that he got for me. And I refuse for anybody or anything to take me off track. I 
I know it's hard right now. I know you got to cry right now. I know you feel like giving up. But if God promised you something, hold on to the promise because our God can't lie. Can't lie. He doesn't lie. Which means that some of us need to get before him and say, Lord, show me who I am in you. Show me. We can't be careless in the natural world because it will mess you up in the spiritual world. Let me, let me, let me give you an example. I got a big rock and I throw it in the lake. What's going to happen? Ripples. Now, we see the ripples that's on top only for a distance. But what we don't see is the ripples underneath. <laughs> Everything we do have spiritual ripples. Oh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me explain this. Good or bad. Because we, we, we stop some things that God has for us. And we start some things that the devil try to curse us with. Simply because we don't understand that we are living in a spiritual world with natural experiences. But notice what I said. It's a spiritual world. What you think the battle between Adam and Satan was about? Adam had dominion. They had, they had the whole thing. There was no evil. There was no problem. All he had to do was step up and speak to that devil dressed as a serpent to leave and the battle would have been over. Oh. But instead, he took what God had given him and turned it over to the devil. So don't you blame God for this world problems. Go to Adam. And ever since then, we've been telling God we got it. We can handle it. And God said, oh, you think so? Let me go sit down while you handle it. I don't know about you. I need God to stand up. How many need God to stand up in your life? To stand up in that situation. To stand up. What I'm learning is, in order to see the power of God in my life, the authority of God in my life, I got to take him by his hands and say, Lord, you control it. Lord, you fix it. Lord, not my way, but your way be done. And help me to trust you. Oh, oh. Hey, you know, God, God is an awesome God. Yes, he is. How many folks in here, you would have been dead if it had not been for the Lord on your side? He, he stopped that accident. He stepped in that situation. 
He opened up a door that you know shouldn't have opened up. He closed the door that you were trying to get through. How many know you wasn't lucky? You was blessed. You was blessed. You was blessed. God is constantly trying to prove us that we can trust him. We can trust him. Oh, I, I, I'm going to change the title. It's not us standing up. It's Christ standing up. Lord, stand up in my family. Lord, stand up in my children. Lord, stand up in my finances. Lord, stand up in my mind. Stand up in my joy. Stand up in my peace. Lord, stand up and take over. You need to see changes. Don't lose heart. Turn to, to our help. Turn to the world. Listen, 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 listen. It says, it says, in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he says, he says, he says, that we need to be beholding him. We've been in, emancipated from the bondage of Satan. And the reason why we don't see it manifest is that we are not beholding him. 2 Corinthians 3.18. He said, he said, because when you behold him in the word of God, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like he gives you more clarity the more you look. Don't worry about it. You don't understand right now. Because God turns the light on slowly. How can I say this? Your understanding of him is on a dimmer switch. Just in case somebody don't know what a dimmer uh, Mitch flip one of those lights. That's not a dimmer. That's a switch. A dimmer is that the more you turn it, the more current is given to the light. And the more current that is given to the light, the brighter it gets. Oh, shut your mouth. You got a dimmer within your spirit. The more you pray, the more you seek him, the more you read the word, the more he... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not looking for information, but looking for illumination. Because yes. he's the only one that can turn the light on. Oh, uh, y'all don't hear me. I hope y'all hear me. Because you know what I want? I want the light to come on. I want it to be that we become a people so enamored, so in awe of the goodness of the glory, of the grace, of the peace, of how much he loved us, that we can't help but give him the praise. I want people running the church and not waiting till the choir sang, but you already sang it. You already celebrating. 
You already said amen. I, I want to get to the place that, that I don't have to preach the sermon all the way. That before I'm finished, y'all are already up praising God that I can close my Bible, walk out, and you don't even know I'm gone. Oh, oh, oh. If we ever catch fire and fall in love with him, your house would change. Your job would change. The atmosphere would change because we'd be changed. When Paul walked into places, the atmosphere began to change. This woman that full of a demon that was reading palms was following them around saying service of God because demons know God. Demons know Christ and they know when you're full of the Holy Spirit. So, so and, and Paul got aggravated. He said, I'm tired of that demon open up a mouth. So he turned and told the demon, shut up and get out. That's power. In the name of Jesus, that's power. But wait a minute. The same power, the same authority that Paul walked in is the same power, same authority we all have. I'm not telling you what I've heard. I'm telling you what I know. Turn to your neighbor and say, same power, same authority in Jesus. Jesus in me, and me in Jesus. Give God some praise. He's waiting on us to trust him. The devil's going to throw his mess. The devil's going to attack, he's going to talk his smack. But our Father promised. He promised. He promised. He keeps his promises. It may not come how I want it. it may not come what I want it. But when it comes, it's gonna block, it's gonna block your socks off with your shoes on. Oh, he's good. Right now, he's good. Oh, he's faithful. Right now, he's faithful. Those at home, I hope you know him. I hope you know the Lord Jesus Christ who died for your sins, conquered Satan, conquered
cover all your sins and, and conquered death and got up. And all he wants you to do is put your life in his hands and he will save you. You can say, Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my savior. I believe in you in the house. I don't know where you at. Maybe you have fallen far away from the Lord and you need to come back. You need to come back. Maybe you're out of church and you want to join, join a church where you're getting the word because the word strengthens you. The word speaks to your spirit and, and you feel stronger and you need to be up under anointed word that comes to you. I got ministers and ladies here that, that they will they will pray with you and they will show you how to join or how to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Then we're going to do altar call. I'm going to split them here. These are the deacons. <laughs> These are the spiritual leaders of the church. They want you to come. If you need prayer, if you need prayer, they want to make, they want to touch hands with you. And while I'm praying, they pray. Amen. So, so, so notice what happened. Church, salvation, amen. Need this minister to talk to you. And if you just want to come and meet them at the altar, we're here for you. Stand. And, and if you want to make a move, make a move, make a move, make a move. Just.